Hello, welcome to this podcast. Today we're going to be talking about childhood in the UK. And is it necessarily a good thing or a bad thing? There are many arguments say that childhood has got worse in the last century. But then there's also many arguments say it's got better. Which one has it? Today I'm joined with Danny. Alright. Uh, so Danny, first things first, the most important thing. Mm. What drink have you got with well, you today? I've gone healthy with a little Coke Zero ting. You know what I mean? Oh. Little, little thing. Um, crack that open for you. Very nice. What about you, Josh? Well, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Hewitson will be quite disappointed in me. I have not got a drink. But if I was to go for one, I'd have gone for an innocent smoothie. So, anyway, moving on. Childhood in the UK. We'll start with the bad side, shall we? Do you think it's good or bad? I think it's gotten better from the 1950s up to 2000. And then from 2000 to 2010, I think it was in its prime when we were the kids, you know. And then since then, I'd argue that it has declined. Yeah, there's... We have, to, uh, we have to say there's many different factors that have kind of shaped childhood. So when mm. we're growing up, we were in, you could say, the start of the digital age. Uh, grew up with TV programs, um, Nintendo Wii's, but we didn't have the technology. Like, I've got a little brother and sister, and the technology they have now is insane. Uh, and how their minds process it. It, it, it kind of shows how it's gone children's, a long way, you know? children's minds have actually adapted uh, with the technology. The technology. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, we'll, so, like you say, we'll start off Go with the, the bad. bad things. Uh, so, what bad things do we have to say about childhood then? Well, uh, conflict theories such as Marxism and feminism take a nev- negative stance on childhood. So Marxism says that children benefit the upper class through a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is from Bocock, a uh, Hewitson favourite. Uh, he says that pester power from the children uh, means that they are, the parents are forced to buying the upper class goods produced. Uh, That's one that, way that they do it. That, that is the big trouble now. Um, because children, you, you've, seen, you've probably seen it in your family or whatever, or maybe yourself, you've pestered your parents. When you pester, you, in, at, the end of it, you get, at the end of it, you get what you want, don't you? Exactly. Um, and I think if we were looking back 50 years ago, children were to be this, the sort of saying... You have to be seen, not heard, exactly. or don't say anything till you're spoken to, and that's kind of a big change. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, big, big child- change. children weren't really treated, but now because of the pest of power, they get what they want, and mm. I feel like for parents it's worse, but maybe yeah, I don't know, but. Well, with regards to Marxism, another argument they could have said in the past was that children were assets of the family, so they yeah. could be used in factories to work. Um, but as we'll link into the good a little bit later on, things like policies and you know the difference in society, social attitudes have meant that that is not the case anymore. Yeah, children are less of an asset to the family. In fact, they're not really an asset at all. Well, yeah, um, you, I completely agree there, and. Um... You could say that children are actually, yeah, they're in a better position now. They're not having to work and go to factories and be an asset for the family. Um, But on the other hand, I've got some figures here. One in 20 children have experienced sexual abuse. Mm. And that is more of the dark side of the family, things like that. It is pretty crazy to think that things like that still do happen. Um, but things such as social media and new technology, which can be argued to be a good and a bad thing, have probably inflated awareness of that. Yeah. Would you um, say so? Yeah, I would. Uh, but it's a pretty nasty stat. You, mm. 
it's, it's, there's no arguing with it. Um, it. It just shouldn't be the case. Uh, well, not only adults experience abuse, but for children, it's almost worse, isn't it? But yeah. uh, another one just here to back up. One in 14 experience physical abuse. Again, yeah. another high sort of number of cases of physical abuse coming in. And I think I, I read on, um, I think it was The Telegraph or BBC News the other day that child abuse... 999 calls have actually risen mm. by a significant number and uh it's something you thought would be left in the past yeah, yeah the, tra- the tra- traditional sort of punishments of uh, children, yeah like that, and yeah. um and the fact that schools have got so much better that punishment are yeah. much more formal now and it's it's done much more kind of Less physical, yeah. Less mental. There's no fi- no physical because it's not allowed. But exactly, the, these stats are, are surprising and almost shocking that children are still f- dealing with that sort of abuse. Yeah. And uh, that, for me, is enough to say that childhood has got worse. Mm. But you could, yeah. But uh, you could say that fifty years ago, really, would children. Would abuse of children really been seen as a negative thing? I don't reckon it would have to be honest with you. I could have seen a discipline. Uh, and like we were saying, social media and all of this development of technology has meant that it's easier to find these people, mm. you know what I mean? Well, punishing your children with abusive behaviour was the norm uh, mm. for many families. And yeah. it was it was more rarer to speak out about the abuse than it was to actually... Say yeah, I'm being abused. Yeah, because it was just one of them things. Like children didn't really care. And I feel like now it's seen as such. Well, it is obviously a, a taboo sort of thing. Yeah, to, definitely so negative now to abuse your children. Um, that when it does happen, it is. Oh my god, it it's got to stop, and rightly so because it it shouldn't it shouldn't be a thing. But yeah. I just feel like. These sort of punishment stuff, we, as time changes, attitudes change, and mm. we never know in the next 50 years, punishment could come back. Yeah, I exactly. hope not, but I don't think it will, but yeah. it, you just can't predict attitudes in the future. Exactly, yeah. So were you going to say something about the other Marxism point? Um, oh, what about uh, capitalism yeah. and how... Yeah, so... Just linking it back. Yeah. yeah, so basically, I was thinking about... Uh, just TV adverts and stuff mm. that we're obviously seeing and put in front of now. Um, marketing sort of areas and businesses, big businesses who sell products to children, are actually kind of, they're being quite, I don't know, sly in a way, aren't they? They're being quite evil because they they know what children want. And... Mm. They know the ways that children are gonna like cling on and say yes, yes, I want that. Linking it back to pester power, parents will be forced to give in, and I feel like that just makes children much more privileged now. It definitely um, does. It's a question I was gonna raise with you, Danny, because I wanted to get your opinion on this. Mm. I say children are much more privileged nowadays, but that, does that necessarily mean childhood is better? What do you think? That's a very good point, to be honest with you. Um... You could argue that childhood itself is better, but whether or not that gears them up for the real world, you know what I mean? I don't think it does at all. It doesn't teach mm. them the skills of, of patience, working hard, things like that. And that is another way that you could argue that childhood has got worse in the recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we were. I'd like to think our generation was a bit less like that. Yeah, I think we were sort of the lucky ones. We were yeah. sort of like 
in the we've, middle we've ground. We've grown up we? now and we're we're mature. Where are we? 16, 17 years old. Mm. We're mature enough to see what impacts the, yeah, the media and stuff do. But if, if, if I was growing up in this generation, I'd, I'd be loving it. I'd, technology, I'd want all of it. But it, we now we realise it's, it's not just like that. Parents, are we, we understand the value of money. Mm. Um, I feel like... It's a very important lesson that yeah. kids don't know, do they? Yeah, money is... They say money is the root of all evil. But mm. in childhood... You don't understand money like you do now. And I feel like on that aspect, childhood is kind of... Childhood is a bad thing because mm. you don't understand the value of money, so you don't know why you're not getting anything. And yeah. children at school, especially... This is another thing like we're saying about social media. Social media, people go and flex their new... I don't know. Yeah, exactly. New, new clothes or new, new PlayStation game or whatever. And... Children see that and be like, "Why haven't I got that?" Because they don't—they don't understand. Kids they, yeah, they don't understand different social classes, and I think that's the bad thing about childhood. Is yeah, we're in such a sort of like you say, capitalist-dominated society. It's kind of like no one's equal, and mm. different people, of understandably, respectively, have different things. But yeah, that's the thing. Kids don't understand that these days. Thanks to these facts, but we're gonna. Move on to feminism now. Still part mm-hmm. of the bad side. They also believe conflict theory. Uh, they're also a conflict theory, so they have a negative view on childhood. Uh, they say that there's patriarchy in the childhood. So what that means is parents dominate their children. So effectively, like Josh said earlier, and I feel like this is less contemporary. I think that this is more something that was used back in back in the day, fifty years ago or so, mm. uh, about how children were not to be uh, were to be seen, not heard. Yeah, so, we said that about that earlier. Exactly. Um, so I think that's very much linked into this. Uh, that's one of the main points that they say, but it's definitely a very arguable point, Josh. So I'd, I'd argue personally that that's not the way. Conjugal roles is a is a big thing in the family at the minute, which has been more shared, you know, shared more equally. And I feel like children have a massive part to play in families in everything they do in their lives, where they go on holiday, yeah, well, uh, what they what food they buy, everything like that. This is exactly what child centricity is, yeah, isn't it? Uh, you can't go this place now uh, for a lovely sort of couple weekend break because you've got children to worry about. Yeah. And they're always going to be in your mind with every rational decision you make from where are we going to go for dinner? Where, uh, where are we going to go for the day? Um, exactly. The, the child is always the centrepiece. Uh, and I don't think that can change because, yeah, yeah you, you love your child and stuff, but sometimes parents do want to do things together yeah. but children I don't necessarily think it's their fault yeah. because they've been allowed into that position yeah. haven't they really and you could argue it's better for a childhood now because they, they get to go where the parents choose where they're going to go catered mm. to the children but yeah. um, I think feminism is quite an it's a bit uh, of an old fashioned view yeah. I think personally yeah, exactly. And you can also explain that with um, many different factors, like lower infant mortality rate. Yeah. Uh, lower, sure. lower. I am like lower infant. Uh, I can't even remember what it was. It's fertility rate in general yeah, road, is lowered. The roadkill. So less exactly. Well, less chi- less women are having less children now. So you could also argue that adds to the child centricity because the fact is, is that it's something there to they're looking treasure. after. Like, um, like it was said, if there's less kids, then you can put more time and focus into. Them. So oh yeah, for sure. Like children. Uh, we could even go as far back as the Victorian times where 
children were an asset, like we were saying earlier. Yeah. Um, and mothers were only childbearing to have uh, an, their role, it, wasn't it? To have an economic sort of stability in their family. Yeah. And I think that's changed a lot, like with most things. But uh, I've got another statistic going a bit off feminism now, but yeah. it's still on childhood. Uh, a majority of adults think most young people are well behaved. A majority, nevertheless, think that standards of behaviour were better in the past. Yeah. Um, I think I'd have to agree with yeah. you, to be honest with you. Standards of behaviour were... Oh, it's, it's, it was really difficult to be naughty yeah. in front of your parents. Uh, 50 years ago or so. I don't it? know if you've heard stories from grandparents or something where saying uh, they used to go out with their friends and then that's when they could kind of be youthful. Yeah. And that's where you could argue childhood is better. But I feel like that children get away with so much now. Yeah. Um, it's going to have so many consequences in the future, in the sort of latter stages of their life, where they're going to realise, oh, I can't get away with being naughty now. Yeah, that is, a, that is another big argument for why childhood is was better in the past. There was more independence. Kids... Mm. Like my mum and my dad would say, they could get on their bike, they'd ride around, they'd do what they like effectively, and they wouldn't come back till dinner time. But now, because children are such seen as such like a, a an important thing, and obviously they are, don't get me wrong, but they're just so seen as so vulnerable in 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 the big outside world that that's no longer the case. A lot of people have things like uh, like even now, because a lot of people, our children, ourselves included, will have things like tracker apps on the phone, yeah, um, knowing what time you'll be at, what where when, all them things like yeah. that, and. I feel like, yeah, that, that's what makes childhood not as good now because it's not mm. as spontaneous, if you know what I mean. Uh, it's, it's almost like you're, you're always being wrapped in cotton wool. Yeah, and that's the same. You can't, you can't go and do this, you can't do that. You're, oh, you might, you might get this, you might be taken away by a stranger or something. And that, it, it leaves children almost sort of in fear through their whole adult life because... They're not going to experience these new things. Yeah. And you notice as well with this, a lot of children are actually living with their parents much more later throughout their life. Yeah. And they don't actually leave home until their 20s, 30s. 30s, yeah. Above. It, I know there's factors say that housing yeah. prices are expensive, but it's, it all, I think it all stems down from childhood and how you, you rely on your parents so much now. And Definitely. that, for me, makes childhood quite a negative sort of experience because you want to be free and you want to be independent especially when you hit the teenage sort of years yeah uh, especially and there's a there's a term for that isn't there helicopter parenting yeah exactly and it's almost like they're always hovering above yeah. you and it's 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 not good we're in an age where yeah we know we're going to be watched but from your parents they they have a duty of care but then there's there's it goes so far where you just you just want that bit of discovery in life don't you curiosity then, yeah definitely if, if you do discover something bad like you you do something bad yeah you pay the consequences for that mm. and that's another thing why children get away with so much like we're saying consequences are so so what's the word the consequences are so light now that yeah. children don't get punished enough for if they do bad and uh Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap up the bad side of it there. Is there any more points you want to add, Josh, about the bad? Um, I think we've pretty much covered everything from my end. No, yeah, uh, exactly. I think uh, we could say 
Only 12% uh, think children are happier now than 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah, but that is a thing. I th- that's specifically in the UK. And I think we could compare childhood to, to different countries easily and say, well, it's, it's, say, growing up in Sweden must be so much better for children because they actually get paid to go mm. to school. There's different bonuses to it, yeah. isn't there? You know but then you could compare it to somewhere like, I know this is quite out there, but Iraq or Syria, where it's, yeah. it's had absolute decades of war and, and just horrendous things. And uh, they'd do anything to grow up like a place yeah, exactly. in Britain. You've got to and, uh, but that's where privileged children come in. Uh, I think children are much too privileged to see that they're actually got a good lifestyle and uh i think if it was any other way it would be a lot worse for them because they're they're so used to what they've got and what they don't have is they can get whenever really with pesto yeah just quickly going back to the marxism thing one last point i have just uh, Mm -hmm. thought of it definitely differs as well with regards to your class how your childhood is spent Mm -hmm. so even nowadays it's, it's still very different, but I feel like back 50 years ago, 100 years ago, it was much, much more drastic. So children, obviously, let's say in the Victorian times, children were used to make money for the family and they were um, part of that working force. Oh, yeah, like we Whereas saying, yeah. upper-class children wouldn't have needed to have worked because of the fact they had that family. And I think that Marxism argument is that that difference has stemmed all the way mm. throughout, no because matter what time period you go through. It's funny, yeah, like you said, it's still applicable today. Yeah, definitely. Because... Uh, if you're if you're young uh, and your parents don't have a lot of money, there's going to be a lot of pressure for you to maybe finish school, maybe not have the best GCSE grades, but get into a job as soon as you finish full time education. Definitely. But if if you're part of that upper class, you can afford to to stay on for university, get your degree, move away. Uh, there's no pressure, and uh, social class definitely. Uh, has your social class definitely determines what your outcome is in life yeah. as a child? Brilliant. So, I think that's pretty much the bad yeah, side wrapped up. Bit, let's get on the more. So we'll go into the more side. nice note. So uh, the good be... side, as we've already mentioned, a bit of child centricity, and this is a a very big argument for how childhood uh, has got better throughout the throughout the years. Really. So mm-hmm. as we were saying already, um, child centric, uh, child centricity is can be seen as a good and a bad thing. So we'll talk about the good sides of it. Yeah. Why well, is it good, Josh, you think that child centricity is more in society now? I've actually been on the old internet mm-hmm. and I've... Mm-hmm. Uh, As you do. I've actually Googled what is a good childhood. And it, it says here, in quote marks, a good childhood is characterised by stable, responsive, caring relationships in families and in the community. Children thrive in nurturing environments that encourage them to explore and engage safely with the world around them and support them to fulfil their full potential. Yeah, exactly. So it's things like that. Um, there's, there's many different things that we can talk about. So we'll start with child centricity. Um, first of all, as we were saying, children are the centre of everything when it comes to society, politics in some situations, such as yeah. the Labour government. Uh, uh, child welfare policies exactly everything like that so we'll go through a couple of them points so there's the sociologist um that we were talking about who really takes the positive view oh yes uh bear with me let me find that name yeah uh should know off the top of my head 
Can you say that one more time? Uh, it was a sociologist who was representing really functionalism as a whole. Here we go. I found it. Shorter. Shorter. That's the one. So you can link basically everything from the functionalist uh, positive perspective on family life. Um, so, first things first, welfare and policies, Josh. Have yes. you been researching them? I, I have. Um, there's been many put in since Tony Blair's new Labour government. Uh, Which is very a child-centred government. Uh, yeah, uh, you could say child uh, centricity was his probably only good thing that came out of that. But uh, anyway, Subjects of debate, uh, yeah. anyway um, yeah, his laws prevent children from working too young, which mm. is obviously... It's in place now. You can't work till you're what? Yeah, there's fifteen. There's 16. certain caps. So when you're when you're still in uh, full time edu- well, when you're sixteen and under, so from year eleven and below, you have a work permit, which basically restricts the amount of hours that you're allowed to exactly, work. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it means that you have minimum amount of break, uh, a certain amount of time for breaks, uh, a certain amount of hours you can work a week, and a certain amount of hours you can work on certain days. And there's a minimum wage, which is different to the exactly. national minimum wage. Exactly. So it's very much. Um, catered sent to yeah to protect children from exploitation and things exactly. like that and that's what we don't want and I think the good thing about it now if if that does happen I've seen a couple of examples uh, it does get picked up on and the company does get sort of penalised yeah it. exactly uh, there's, there's harsh there's harsh consequences for anything really to do with children and neglect and that's something that's so much so much more positive to hear that there's actually sort of action being taken against these sort of uh you could say not really crimes but more exploitation yeah, like definitely. You say. um also there's uh like you said improved all of that uh there's also protection like social services which hmm. in my eyes um personally something i feel that is really good to support families as things like ah oh, just you could name a few off your head. There's um, there's a company which my grandma works for called Homestart, mm-hmm. um, which helps families. There's uh, like Kafkas. Um, have you heard of Kafkas? They basically um, help families as well. And um, yeah, I think Childline as well is another good example. Yeah, and I think like we're saying on the on the on the bad side of the family and why childhood is more negative. When I said told you then statistics about children experiencing sexual and physical abuse, it was crazy numbers. Uh, and I think with the addition of these social services, it's so much more accessible just to 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 get out of those situations. Yeah. The and stigma of seen not heard is definitely on the decline. With, yeah, with thanks to different things like mental health campaigns, uh, obviously child lines, speaking out to your peers, teachers, oh, everything think, like that has helped improve I think uh, that, side of, that side of childhood, really. The, the emotional and physical state of a child is in so much more of a better position now. Yes, um, definitely. With all these things. There's still uh, definitely a lot of work to do. Yeah, but like you can't argue... It's always that, getting off, better, I feel. You can't argue with the stats, and it's unfortunately still there, but on the whole, childhood is a lot more safer mm. um yeah and i was there's another thing i wanted to talk about uh while childhood is, is improved um technology Legi. uh so basically danny um miss mm. did just walk in the room yeah she she just walked in uh cut out through technology so we're gonna to, continue we're gonna continue swiftly and uh Hopefully not too badly. 
Uh, Danny, yeah, technology. Um, why has it improved childhood? Well, uh, like I said, there's a couple things that you could talk about when it comes to this. So, number one thing I think is accessibility to these services like Childline. So, with regards to things like landlines coming in and mobiles coming out uh, to everybody, not everybody, you know, a lot of children these days uh, have mobile numbers. So, yep. it's something that you can easily access, whereas before you'd have to go to your local, you know, um, phone booth, or red whatever. phone box to get yeah. to get your calls in, things like that. Costs so, money, costs a lot of money. Exactly. So things like that has definitely helped improve it. It's more accessible to get help now uh, through these ways, and it's easier to speak out about it. Controversially, though, what would you say social media has its benefits for childhood? Well, through things like government advertising. So obviously, on social media, you get adverts, and these mm-hmm. adverts can be positive things mm-hmm. for childhood, such as you I know child agree. protection acts and anti-social behaviour, uh, awareness um, but just, posts, things like that. Just to add in here uh, as a little counterbalance, uh, do you think that social media is censored enough? Uh, I know for a fact that government sort of refused legislations to make it, you, like, I think it's pornography, you had to show your ID uh, to the website before you could access it. And I feel like Things like that and maybe indecent images are so easy for, for children to access. How you that, Josh? No, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, no, not, no, I'm no. not saying I do, but, yeah, but, but I know ju- what you just, mean. just through interest in the Word news. Word of mouth. Word in- of mouth has come through, hasn't it? Yeah, that is a good point. Um, there is still a lot of problems with the internet. It's very uncensored, like you say. You know, there's these programs like YouTube Kids, which is supposed to, you know, age restrict certain videos and things like that. But, but not do you every, know any ev- child that uses YouTube Kids? Because well, I don't know any. My brother and sister used it. Yeah. But now they've got a bit older, they've, they've, they're on normal YouTube. Yeah, exactly. I, I still think it's scary because YouTube Kids, kids don't like it and they want to go on to... The big onto, boy onto, onto, Yeah, on, onto, the big, onto the big, big boy platform. Uh, because they know that... They kind of know they, that it's censored. They know that YouTube has, like, I don't know. It's like a restricted club, isn't it? Yeah. You want to get into it and you want to see what's available. And that's the big thing. A lot of the stuff on there is not, is children, not censored. But children growing up with technology know how to get around with it because their minds have kind of been brought up with technology. Exactly. They know round, ways around these things that parents might not know. But on general, I think children are very good in that schools teach... Uh, through PSHE and stuff that yeah definitely about internet safety and stuff exactly but, that is a big thing despite the fact that you could argue that even in the nineteen sixties kids were still being abducted and kidnapped and things like that and then rates haven't dropped or increased right basically <laughs> another <laughs> another interruption uh, oh well we're going to continue so like I was saying um, child abduction things like that has become a big part. Of, of parents' worries, really. Would you agree with that, Josh? Um, yeah, and I think uh, that's where childhood is more of a positive thing now because they actually have the added protection. Everyone's more aware of protection it. Protection from their parents. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever experienced, um, like, stranger danger sort of thing no, when I was I young. Um, but you do know that not to talk to strangers and yeah. there's there are there are people who do go out there to cause harm but uh like most thing nowadays parents are 
very, very insistent on making sure that their children are safe. Yeah, uh, as I was saying, there's a counterbalance to that, obviously, the fact that since the 1950s, the rates of child abduction and kidnapping have not risen and have not dropped. They've just stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, approximately 12 children are kidnapped or abducted a year. And that has remained the same throughout, which could be argued that is this thing, is this sort of thing necessary? Um, but I feel like with things like population change and the use of social media, I feel like without that, I think it probably would have gone up. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, because it, it, it's so easy for for these men or women equally uh, to to disguise as a kid on social media. Yeah, exactly. and it's something that unfortunately does come as a negative of social media. That it's not, you don't know who you're talking to. Yeah, someone someone could could be using fake images and stuff. But that that if there was something that needed to be changed to protect children more is the fact that social media should be placed more for for these sort of accounts. Yeah, that, definitely. That, not, not good. Not good at all. A bit on the dodgy side. So, to wrap up, really, have you got any more points to do with the good side, Josh? And um, we'll get into our conclusion about our personal views. Well, basically, just that that childhood, uh, is, it, I'd say generally making it more positive is the fact that children just don't have to work and and actually they can enjoy the nature of being a child and uh it's always it's always they get to do fun things look if you okay so we live in kesgrove or yeah. ipswich uh you think of the amount of places there are for children to have a day out or enjoy yeah, exactly. and you look back to our grandparents generations they they would have had to make their own fun in the park which is arguably much more of a down-to-earth sort Definitely of better way but, but like we say, attitudes and sort of norms change, and a child's norm now is to go to I don't know, play Park today or, or cinema. laser tag. Yeah, exactly it's, something like that. It, it, it's it's their what they find fun, and future generations will probably stay with that or adapt. Something like that. that's the only thing that I find a shame of uh, technology and childhood come becoming better nowadays is. The fact that it's kind of like the outdoors is seen as kind of like, uh, oh no, I, I, I don't want to go on a walk or something because it, it, it's something that should be encouraged more to children because um, I feel like that would benefit children more. Yeah. And um, actually, there was one more thing I was going to say about why childhood has got better. Yeah. And that was actually because... Um, that was actually because that children actually have more of a better education system, uh, which you can link back to shorter again. But yeah, that was another good point. Actually, all of these um, you have to stay in education till you're eighteen. Yeah, improved improved everything in society really. And I think, like you say, just the general improvements of infrastructure, science, mm-hmm. attitudes, things like that have benefited children massively. Because you think about it, you get better forms of education, you have new rights to work, better health care. Uh, equality in the family, uh, many more points like that. So that is a very good point that you can add to Pupil to that. premium as well. It, so I know we said social class kind of defines your adulthood and yeah. stuff, but there is policies like pupil premium that actually really it's free do... school meals. Re- yeah, really do help them who are unfortunately, like, in the financial position. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't think 
you can view a child's opportunity more or less so, like we were saying earlier. I think we're only using that as a negative sort of stance of the family. Yeah. I feel like generalising it, uh, you can't say they're going to be more intelligent because they're richer or yeah. poorer. It's, I feel like uh, I feel like everyone should have the equal opportunity, like meritocracy. And uh, you, yeah, like you get merited for the work you put in. And it's only because richer richer children have more material goods that they can use utilize to help them become more intelligent but if everyone was equal childhood would definitely be the best it's ever been yeah so overall to conclude are we going to conclude let's let's go on to conclude my view personally i would say that depending on the time frame you can answer this question differently so for me from when childhood really began in the 1800s-ish, you could say, up to 2000, 2005, when we began our childhood, I think it's definitely improved. I think there's, I don't think there's a lot of question about that. I feel like we were in the real golden age because we had a lot of that freedom because of the, there, weren't, there wasn't the presence of social media and all the impressions and things like that. It was evolving, as you say. Uh, but up until that point, I feel like it definitely improved through the many points that we've said. But from that point onwards, I could definitely see the point to argue that it has it's not improved and that things like lack of independence and you know and the continuation of this um abuse that goes on in the families um has decreased the the quality of childhood for me so personally josh overall view do you think that childhood is a good or bad thing in today's society well like you were saying time frame has a big uh yeah big sort of factor to play because I was thinking that uh, childhood has got better through the fact that children children uh, sort of have a better quality of life they'll, they'll live longer there's, there's no shame in saying that children generally are better off now uh, but I feel like it's the whole sort of what you sort of define as childhood um, like it's going to be many people who say bring it back like the 50s and stuff like children actually had a sense of what the real world was mm. which I completely agree with um, things like oh, I just think now as a whole though I know there's all this bad in the world but there's actually more good if you think about it yeah. and uh, children don't have to be evacuated and the worst thing for children at the moment is this blimmin coronavirus uh Save that, Josh. Save it for another day, mate. Save it for... Yeah, but it's, that is, <laughs> yeah. that, I think there's no worry for children now, is there? There's, no. it's, it's all there for them. They've they're, they're not got a fear or anything. So I'd say generally, on a whole, it is better. Um, right. right, so... Well, that has been the end of the podcast. Uh, I think we we've done enjoyed. very well. Great, great professionalism. Shout shown. out to Joe Donnelly. <laughs> biggest fan of all. That's what Mr. Intro, Josh. Mr. Hewitson, uh, Mr. Hewitson for inspiring us to yeah, take to one do podcast, this. Yeah, uh, take one podcast. Out now on iTunes. It was probably Apple. Our one was probably a bit more uh, shite compared to <laughs> compared to them ones, but uh, we've definitely tried our best, and let's hope everyone likes us. So roll the intro, JB. We've been. Uh, well, I've been Joshua Barker. This is Danny Arnold. <laughs> and uh, thank you very much for listening. Until next time. Goodbye.